Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you're ready to ride Metro, we want you to know we're ready for you. Here are just a few of the people at Metro to tell you how we're doing our part to keep riders safe. We're cleaning like never before, with hospital-grade cleaning. You'll find hand sanitizer stations all over the Metro. No mask, no Metro. Need one? We have a few extras. At Metro, we're doing our part to keep the D.C. area moving. Find out more at wmata.com slash doingourpart. Because four hours simply isn't enough. This is Armstrong and Getty Extra Large. It's always a pleasure to welcome Victor Davis Hanson to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Mr. Hanson is a senior fellow in residence in classics and military history, the Hoover Institution at Stanford, among uh, many other credentials. He has a new book out called The Case for Trump, and he joins us now. Mr. Hanson, how are you, sir? Very good. Thank you for or, having me. Or do you insist on being called doctor? I don't recall. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> uh, Victor is actually also uh, part of five generations of uh, farmers in Central Valley, uh, California. Um, so, listen, question number one, uh, immigration, obviously a hot, hot topic right now. You had the vote in the Senate. Uh, if you followed it, you followed it. If you don't, I don't feel like uh, explaining it to the good folks. But uh, given how demagogued this issue is, all the time, does it make a guy like you crazy? Uh, because there are really interesting and and worthy of discussion angles to this, and they never seem to get discussed. Yeah, but um, I'm looking out my window right now here uh, on my farm, and, it, and uh, my complaint is that when I go to work at Stanford and when I'm here in the Central Valley 
it kind of reflects the problem with the whole issue, and that is people who set the policy and virtue signal their out their uh, outrage at separation at the border or border enforcement. They never really experience the consequences of their own ideology, and by that I mean. 20 miles to the south of me in, in December, Mr. Garcia killed three people, injured seven. Uh, he'd been deported twice, seven, seven felonies up toward the northern part of the valley in Newmark. Uh, Officer Singh was killed by Mr. Ariaga, whatever his name was, twice deported. We just had this Brandy Larson in San Jose. Same thing. And I guess what I'm getting at is that this never registers to Jerry Brown in kind of comfortable retirement in Grass Valley or Nancy Pelosi up and down. I'm not trying to demagogue it. I just think that the people who don't directly experience uh, illegal immigration or they feel that they experience only the benefits, cheap labor, they don't really understand what it's like. We had a shootout with two gangs, most of whom were here illegally from Mexico and Central America about six weeks ago on our road. And when you hear that and you get a text from the Fresno County jailer that They've let these guys out just after three hours, even though they arrested two of them and then let them out. It's it's a real thing, and I think that's what that's what the issue breaks down to. Those people who have been hit hit, and the driver is run, or people whose children have been been encountered a gang member, versus the rest of the people who have no direct experience with it, and then they have the luxury to sort of pontificate their outrage at everybody who's worried about it. As a historian, what are your thoughts on countries that um, get where we've gotten, where we're just growing to accept a multilingual society? I mean, presidential candidates didn't used to put out ads in two different languages, and now it's just you know commonly accepted, that sort of thing. Have we just decided, okay, we're going to be multicultural, well, two different cultures, two different languages, etc.? Well, we've had bouts with this, the German diaspora in the 1840s or the Irish in the, in the 1850s, but they've always been one time, and they haven't been across a physical border of the United States. They came by sea. So my worry is, I'm glad you asked that question, because whether it's the Ottoman Empire or, or whether it's late Roman Empire or whether it's Austria-Hungary or whether it's Rwanda today, there's no experience of any success in a multiracial, multilingual society unless there's a massive assimilation, integration, intermarriage, single culture effort. And when there's not, you can understand what happens. Everything balkanizes. People go identify with their tribal identities. And you get something where we're going to. And then it's manipulated by politicians who always pose as the protector of this um, protected, victimized group or marginalized group. But the problem in the United States is we have too many victims and not enough victimizers. So we end up with Jesse Small, Josie Smollett and uh, the Covington kids and all that. We're desperate to find victim status for each group, and now they're in competition with each other. So it's, it's hard to adjudicate uh, when we're going to have re- all these candidates are going to be for reparations, but as soon as we go down that road, Asian Americans versus Latino Americans versus Native Americans versus gays versus females, there's not enough white male oppressors to make the necessary compensations for all of these groups. And then people can say, well, I just came, you know, I came from Finland 10 years ago and immigrated. What, what do I have to do with the history of America? And then you have the other question, if it's so bad, why is half of Mexico and Central America want to get into this? supposedly racist, Anglo-Saxon, 
Protestant tradition uh, cesspool. And we have more refugees. We have more refugees, but we also have more legal and illegal immigrants coming in every year than any other country, and almost all the countries combined. Take India out of the picture, and it's all the countries combined in the world don't accept as many immigrants as we do. And yet we're told that that's not enough. It's never enough. Victor Davis Hansen is on the line. What is the the cure for the balkanization that you fear is coming? Is it a a message of of unity, a rededication of the idea of assimilation? What do you suggest? That, I think, you have to close the border, secure it, let in about 500,000, 400,000 legal immigrants, make sure they're diverse from Africa, Asia, Europe, Uh, make sure they have meritocratic basis, they have some skills, make sure that they come only legally and make sure they come in measured numbers so they can be assimilated. And the host has to have confidence in its own traditions. We're in a schizophrenic situation right now in this society where we tear down statues of Columbus or Father Sarah and we we do all these things and we judge all these supposed horrible people that came to North America on the, the standards of the present. But we never ask ourselves, well, if they were so bad, how did this country become so good that you and your parents, if you're Ocasio-Cortez or Ilan Omar, why did you want to come here? Because they, the, the traditions of the founders or uh, the industrialists or the scientists or what we did in World War One and World War Two, all of that is baked in or bound up or embedded with what the United States is today. And yet you, you, you say it's a garbage country or it's almost worse than nothing, and yet you want to be here. And you don't want to be where your traditions that you champion in the abstract uh, flourish, whether that's Puerto Rico or Somalia or parts of Asia. Why, if, that, if that alternate tradition is so much better than Western civilization, why aren't people flocking to join it? And the answer is they know it's not. They want to be here, but they feel that there's careerist advantages in this time and space for trashing the very hosts that accepted their parents. Victor Davis Hansen has a book out called The Case for Trump. You know, what you laid out there in terms of an immigration policy polls really well, like really well with everybody. It's too bad we don't have the politics to, you know, reflect that. You could get that past the idea of a that number based on meritocracy spread to a bunch of different places. I mean, that that's all popular stuff. Uh, I don't think you could get it, though, because for all the talk about Republican obstructionism, they would go for it. Republicans were. But the Democrats in the last 20 years have flipped California with illegal immigrants, sometimes becoming naturalized to the amnesty, sometimes with their children. They flipped flipped California, Nevada, probably Colorado, New Mexico, maybe Arizona next. And they feel that it's a very successful electoral formula. And in some swing states, when you get 70%, 75% of the Latino vote, then you cater to that. And when you when you mentioned that maybe Hillary Clinton was pretty reactionary, she was reactionary at a time when the Latino population was not a factor in electoral politics. Now it is. And they've made the necessary adjustments. So they'll never let it happen. It has to be done despite them or over their objection because they do want a new constituency to vote for an agenda that they were afraid maybe 51% of the people had rejected. Americans do not want this 2020 trajectory of reparations, New Green Deal, uh, permissible infanticide, uh, 70, 90% wealth tax, 
uh, income tax, a wealth tax, Medicare for all, cancellation of students. We could go on, but it's more than just socialism. It's a holistic effort of equality, mandated equality result. And uh, I don't think most people would vote for it. And so they know that. And so they're trying to uh, get bring in as many people in the next 20 years so that type of agenda will be palatable. And they can, if they can't change people's minds, they want to change the electorate. You know, I, in the couple of minutes we have left with Victor Davis Hanson, your book is The Case for Trump. We know you're, you're a thinking man, you're a scholar, you're a historian. I read the Peloponnesian War book. I haven't read this one. Well, yeah. good uh, braggart. Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, you're a thinking man. Uh, Donald Trump is a, a rather uh, a colorful character. He, he, The two of you don't occupy the same space in my head. And yet you've written a book called The Case for Trump. Briefly, what's the book about? Well, it's trying to be, it's not a rah-rah, Trump is a saint. It's not, of course, that he's a sinner. I just tried to be analytical. And I said, how did somebody with no experience, political or military, defeat 16 pretty good candidates in the primaries? He had this weird add-on to the traditional message, not just tax cuts, constructionist judges, not just smaller government, but China is not fated to take over the world and we can stop it. The interior of America is not written off as a deindustrialized opiate place. You can save it with smart trade policy. The border doesn't have to be open. We don't have to always go on optional interventions abroad where we don't translate tactical battle success into strategic advantage. And that, when it was geared toward these 11 or 12 swing states, got him elected and then uh, it wasn't just Trump in the general election. It was never Hillary for a lot of people as well. Once he got in, people said he'll either be a liberal or he will be incompetent. He was neither. And there was an un- I talked in the book about the unprecedented effort of the deep state, the opposition to sue under the emoluments clause, the 25th Amendment, impeachment here, uh, Mueller, uh, try to warp the electoral college voting, this constant effort to abort his presidency and why they hate him so much, both his message and his background, his demeanor, his crass and callous a lot, and then finally what's the prognosis for both Trump in 2020 and Trumpism after he's gone. So I tried to be analytical, and I know that the publisher wanted an edgy title. My title was A Case for Trump or Trump Examined, but they thought, well, you know what? That's not going to get people motivated to buy gotcha. it. And they were very... They were very progressive, my editors at Basic Books, and their attitude was write something that's dispassionate and analytical. Let me see if I would ever consider uh, voting for them. <laughs> that was a hard challenge. <laughs> but but then they prostituted themselves by insisting on the definite article. Of, uh, it's it's yeah, shocking. Yeah, they did. They, exactly. <laughs> so people come D- up to me and they'll, they'll say, I read the book. It was really fair. It wasn't. Uh, you know, some of these books that are out that he's the greatest things in sliced bread. Why did you call it the case for Trump? And I said, I didn't make the title, but you know, <laughs> I'm, ha- I'm happy. I was on a plane yesterday and a guy looked over at me and he said, did you write this book? And I said, what book? And he opened up his computer and he brought it out. And he said, this is like a MAGA hat. I wouldn't dare be seen on this plane reading it with a cover. Wow. That was was pretty strange. Beautiful. Victor Davis Hanson, the new book is The Case for Trump. Sounds really, really interesting. It's always a pleasure when we get to talk. Thanks a million. Thank you for having me. It's our pleasure. Thanks. Extra large. 
When you're ready to ride Metro, we want you to know we're ready for you. Here are just a few of the people at Metro to tell you how we're doing our part to keep riders safe. We're cleaning like never before, but hospital grade cleaning. You'll find hand sanitizer stations all over the Metro. No mask, no Metro. Need one? We have a few extras. At Metro, we're doing our part to keep the D.C. area moving. Find out more at wmata.com slash doing our part. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Are the old world picturesque shores of Europe calling you? Set sail on an adventure with Avalon Waterways. Enjoy an elevated cruising experience. Avalon Waterways offers smaller ships, bigger experiences with fewer people and more of, well, everything good about river cruising. Don't just dream about quaint towns and cobblestone villages. See them for yourself and make lasting memories. Discover limited time offers today at avalonwaterways.com.